Well, welcome to another episode of Deep Dive. We're looking this week as we continue in our series called It Runs in the Family, looking at the church. And our uh, topic is bearing with one another. So one of the things we've been called to do uh, as Christians, as believers, is to bear with one another uh, well. My name is Brad, joined um, by Chris, our St. Charles Camps pastor and lead pastor, Pastor Terry. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, a polite way of saying it. What's that? Bearing with Bearing people. That's with more people. polite instead of putting up with one another or dealing with one another. <laughs> yes, right, Paul. Chief, forbear. Chief diplomat. Yeah, forbear uh, with one another. Anyway, how are you guys doing today? I'm bearing oh, with well. you. You're, well, yeah. you know what? We all, we all have to, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Doing well. Doing well. Cool. Excited to be deep diving, deep you know? Diving. I didn't last week, so I was starting to have withdrawals. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Jacob, one of our communication team members, and he um, he had a soundbite he wanted to, to give me to include uh, anytime we were about to, like, dive in. That Stephen Curtis Chapman song. Oh, uh, I'm jumping diving. in. I'm diving yeah, so, in. Yeah, like, yeah, the, like, come on, let's go. And, you know, whatever. I'll That's an old song. It is, but it's <laughs> good. A very old song. It is good. Uh, anyway, uh, this week and looked at Ephesians chapter 4. Right. Um, so week one was uh, love one another. Last week, honor one another. This week, uh, bear with one another. Um, so all of these, like we've, we've hit on, uh, they have roots in love, right? Sure. They're all kind of applications on just that initial command of like, hey, to love one another. And this is kind of, I think, what love looks like. Um, and so, yeah. So in the church, why? All right, guys, we'll just throw out this big softball question to start. What? Why is bearing with one another important? <laughs> like, like, why is that one of the, the one another statements in the New Testament? I think we have this image of the early church in particular, you know, that everything was perfect. Every, they, people loved it. They got along. They gave all their stuff away. And, you know, that's not the picture of the early church at all. They really had lots of challenges and problems. And, I, I mean, I think that's just one of the calls that we have, that people— we're not alike. We are different. Do we allow people to be different? Can people be different? I think that's a big challenge in marriage. We want to marry people who are exactly mm-hmm. like us, uh, and God brings us someone different mm-hmm. to grow us. Uh, but I think Paul is just saying church is messy. Yeah. The body of Christ is really messy, and it takes just an openness and honestly a willingness to to accept differences, bear with different, talk through them. And, and make the unity, you know, how good and pleasant it is when people dwell in unity, as mm-hmm. Psalms say. Mm-hmm. It's so critical. Yeah. When we say bear with, right, obviously this has some negative connotation. We don't want to, I think, think that people have to bear with us, right? It's an action that we're called to do towards others. Oh, yeah, um, of course. Right, cause we're perfect, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... What, I guess what do we even mean when we say to bear with someone? Like what are what are we talking about? What's in what's in scope? Um, what what even do you think? And we'll we'll get into the Ephesians passage here a little bit more. But like what would Paul have even been referring to with that word or that idea of yeah. bearing with someone? So I think it has a deeper sense than just this. Um, you know, okay, I'm not going to disown this person. I'm going to put up with this person. I'm going to, you know, even though. Uh, I'm annoyed, you know, kind of the, um, like I'm going to tolerate. Yeah. I would say kind of the statement of like, well, I'll love them, but I don't have to like them. Mm. Right. That's probably what a lot of us think about when we think about like putting up with someone. But I think it runs deeper than that of like an ongoing walk with an Mm. ongoing forgiveness of, and 
an ongoing loving that actually says, okay, even though this person has sinned against me, or maybe they just do something that like, you know, gets under my skin. I don't know if it's enough just to say, well, I'll just do the bare minimum of loving them because the Bible tells me to. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually how do we move to a place where I can actually appreciate the good and beautiful things about them and walk with them and be in relationship with them. Even if on the front end, naturally you're thinking, wow, we ain't ever going to get along. So I think um, it's more robust and a lot harder than just like, Oh, I'm not going to cuss them out or I'm not going to despise them or I'm not going to ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. So more than just, hey, I'm going to like this person because I'm supposed to, or I'm going to listen to this person, even though I want to get out of this conversation. Yeah. And I think we see this in the whole New Testament, right? Like Jesus comes on the scene and it's like, well, it's not enough just not to murder someone. Oh, actually, you can't be angry with them. So I think in some ways, I think sometimes we get mixed up with the law of like, oh, Jesus came, the law is relaxed in some in some ways, Jesus comes on the scene. He's like, oh, no, actually, I'm calling you to even a higher bar. So I think that's with bearing with. It's a higher bar than just putting up with. Yeah, I think one of the things we see Jesus do is he's always moving towards people. That's mm-hmm. Jesus' move yeah. is always towards, not away. I think we live in a culture where let's move away. I'm going to move away from people I don't like, don't agree yeah. with. I'm going to isolate. Jesus always moved towards. And we'll get a little bit later about bearing one another's burdens. There's that bear, you know, moving towards people when they've got something I can come along and help with. And then here's bearing with people who are really different, difficult to love. And I think it's, again, moving toward. It's it's, it's not tolerating. It's like, I just got to grit my teeth and deal with it. But can I move toward? Can I understand their difference? Can I get to know them? Can I lean in and understand why is it that that bothers me so much? You know, it's so funny. What? What things bother us that don't bother somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know, people go, oh, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. What is it that I need to learn about myself? What can God do? And what's God teaching me, too, in bearing with that person? I mean, I think that's often, you know, iron sharpens iron. It's when we come up close to people and learn what is God doing and shaping us and teaching us. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is part of bearing. It's not like, well, I'm going to grin and bear it and get through it, but... What is God doing? Where is God in the midst of that? Terry, that's a fascinating uh, uh, comparison. You know, I think of that yeah, Galatians, right, where it talks about bearing another's burdens, and then in this Ephesians passage, bearing with one another. Um, those are two very different images, right? right? One is, is uh, oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be part of that. That's responsibility. I'm going to be there for someone else. And the other is, yeah, it has this idea of uh, good or bad, like, putting up with and tolerating. And like, I I don't know, I think that's a really helpful. Well, and certainly, yeah, in Colossians, you know, next week we're talking about forgiveness. So Colossians pairs bearing with and forgiving their their partner. Paul doesn't do that in the same way in Ephesians. He talks about some other things Mm -hmm. to help us. But yeah, I mean, how do we draw towards people? How are we sensitive to what their needs are, what God's doing, who they are? And how can we shape that? And we'll talk you know, later on in the series, it doesn't mean that we can't talk about mm-hmm. what bothers us. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to ex- exhort and encourage and equip one another and teach mm-hmm. one another. You know, is there something it doesn't mean we can't share something? Mm-hmm. But I, I just think we live in a culture where we don't bear well 
you know, part of bearing is just standing, standing together, kind of shouldering with one another. And we, we run, we hide, we dismiss. Why is that? I don't think we like differences. We don't know how to be with people who are different than us. And we want people to be exactly like us. And so if they deviate somehow from what we think is, is the norm or the way it should be, mm-hmm. we just don't, we don't want, I, I think it, ta- as Paul said, it takes humility, it takes gentleness, and it takes uh, patience to really forbear. And I mm-hmm. don't think we have a humble, gentle, <laughs> patient culture, right? We were impatient. We want, you know kind of move it along and do things. And it's like, I know better. And I think that's the problem. When we dislike what someone's doing or we find a person difficult, we judge them very quickly. And we think we're superior and they need to change or I don't want to be around or I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah, that's good. Um, Well, let's look at the passage here, Ephesians 4. Um, If there's any words that jump out or or any thoughts, just just stop me. We can look at a few things. But uh, this is Paul writing uh, to the church in Ephesus. Um, He's in in prison, Prison. right, when he's writing this. Uh, And he starts in chapter 4. I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. So that's verse 1. What's Paul like? When he describes himself as a prisoner for the Lord, like what's? What well, he was in prison. He was writing from house arrest. He was yeah. literally kind of in prison yeah. in Rome, writing. And he, you know, in Ephesians, uh, like a lot of Paul's letters, first half is theology, kind of talking mm-hmm. about who we are, our identity in Christ, with Christ. And then the last half, beginning in chapter three, is kind of how do we live that. Oh, so he's been talking in the first three chapters about God as mm-hmm. our Father. We're a new creation. We're seated in the heavenlies. All these things we have. So now he's saying, "This is how you live, mm-hmm. worthy of that." Now live your calling. And and I think as as we've talked with some of the stuff we've been um, talking about in 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 our own staff and with Bill Thrall coming, you know. Are we sinners who are trying to make it right, or are we really saints and living that out? Mm. And that's what he's saying. You're you're a saint. You're mm. seated in the heavenlies now. Mm-hmm. Live live out what that would mm. be. Yeah, and he very much you know even places himself here. Right, he, his his being imprisoned um, is is he's doing that for yeah. Jesus. He's doing that because of Jesus. He's doing that because of the gospel. Like that is why he finds him in the place himself in the place that he's he's in. What about the second, Chris, the walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Um, I know in, in church world, right, we, we use this phrase calling a lot. Yeah. Um, he uses it twice here. What, what's, what's that mean? Yeah. I think he's reminding his readers that, okay, the thing to which we've been called to mm-hmm. is uh, high and in some regards lofty and holy and sacred. Like this thing is not just something we've been casually called into the calling to love God and to love people. Mm -hmm. And then we see the specific Matthew 28, like make disciples of all nations. Right. So, um, we're called into these things and he's saying, Hey, you got to realize this this is high stakes. Mm-hmm. Like this is for all the marbles. This is not a thing we casually get called to and then can casually leave. Mm-hmm. Like there's no opting out of it. There's no eject button. Yeah. Like once you're called into it, like you're in it. Mm-hmm. And so now 
live in a manner, let your orthodoxy turn to orthopraxy, um, and live that out. And that's in community. Yeah. I think that's, a, the, you yeah. know, the calling, I think that's one of the reasons I love this series. The calling is not, oh, it's just me and Jesus and we're going to get together. The calling is into a community of Christ followers and how are we going to live that together and live out the calling yes. together. It's not us as individuals mm-hmm. as much. It's the community of Christ that really speaks yeah. and is living a calling. Yeah. Do, do either of you, so the the word you here, right, urge you to walk in a manner that... Is that singular or plural? I, I haven't looked at the. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking I, I at, haven't looked I at it, it, it closely enough. I know a lot of times I, in the New Testament. I'm assuming it's you all. Yeah, a lot so. of times in the New Testament, when you see you, it's it's actually usually, usually. plural. He's writing to yeah. a group of people. Yeah, y'all is actually grammatically <laughs> uh, the <laughs> correct way to correct. go. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just don't think I think it's impossible to understand the New Testament in isolation. Yeah. Like everything in the Bible is assuming the context of a covenant community of people. And so I think you'd be hard pressed to understand anything in the Bible from a just me and God perspective because we're all connected um, uh, horizontally with our relationships with fellow image bearers as we are vertically connected to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. I I do think, you know, we, our tendency is when we read scripture and we see words like you, we're individualizing right. that. So, yeah. but that totally changes the the verbs that are that are going to follow it, right? Or the descriptions, right? Like humility, gentleness, patience, mm-hmm. bearing with one another. Like all of those are are yeah. communal yeah. commands, right? Because That's, it runs in the yeah. family. Yeah, it's part of the. And I think culturally, we've lost this in the church. I mean, even a lot of the thought behind like close your eyes and raise your hand and pray a prayer for salvation. Mm. Well, why am I closing my eyes to all the other people sitting around me? Mm. What are they here for? <laughs> They're probably important in this. They're probably important. And, yeah. and so I think we've just let the individualism of the West, yeah. and specifically America, um, seep unimpeded into the church, and we haven't checked it along the way where we needed to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was interesting, even as Paul <coughs> starts this, is, you know, I'm a prisoner for the Lord and bear with. So he's, from the get-go, remind us, he's bearing with difficult mm. situations as well. He's speaking out of his own experience mm-hmm. uh, of yeah. what that is. What is it <coughs> to stand firm and walk through some things? Yeah. 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 Cool. And with people, you know, I'm, it's bearing with guards and prisoner people coming and going. And, yeah. Well, even... I think for Paul, right, bearing with him himself too. Sure, you know you, you see that especially like in in Galatians, he talks about you know his uh, his past and things that he had been involved with, and like that's, I mean that's he's part of he's part of the y'all right mm-hmm. um, as well. Yeah. Uh, verse two, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Um, what what is I mean, Terry? You touched on this a little bit, um, but what is what's humility, gentleness, and patience have to do with bearing with one another? Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about that some on the weekend. You know that humility. You know, just I think when someone is not like us or someone rubs us the mm-hmm. wrong way, we immediately jump to the conclusion, uh, I'm better than them. Yeah. Right, that I've done, so I've got it the right way. I know the right way. I know what I need to do. And I think Paul is saying, hey, you can't do that. You know, we're a body together. You can't just assume 
you're the one who's always right. You know, that gentleness is, um, you know, not just marching in and changing the situation. Am I willing to learn and understand mm-hmm. and listen? And and it's the same with patience. You know, patience is microthumia in Greek. It's having a long fuse. Am I quick to get angry or mm-hmm. slow to get angry? And often we're, I think our cultures, we're, we're quicker. Um, you know, we just get more frustrated easily. Um, well, and whoever's the quickest, right, is the... You almost have to have to, to yes, win, that's like, right. get there first <laughs> right. to be heard. Right. I'm gonna beat you, I'm not gonna do it. And so there's just a sense of okay, is patience. And um, you know, I think um it's am I willing to use my spiritual strength to love people and bear with people, or you know, impatience is I'm gonna use my spiritual strength to mm-hmm. get back at somebody. And so I think through the whole of this, what is the Holy Spirit doing in our life? Is the Holy yeah. Spirit doing a powerful work of coming alongside and working with someone, maybe so that I can help shape them? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I do know more. Maybe I'm farther along in faith. Maybe, you know, I think we were talking in our teaching, what about immature people? You know, am I, gonna, am I just going to get frustrated and leave, or am I going to come alongside patiently, humbly, walk with with people and see what am I going to learn and mm. and how can I influence them too for Christ. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think humility is key because I think in so many ways, like Wikipedia has just made us extremely arrogant, right? Like there's just an absolute distrust of anything expert. So because we have access to the internet, it's given us a sense of like, I can find anything, I can know anything, I am all knowing, I can find it on the internet. And so if someone else has a different stance than me, whether it's social, political, sports team, like anything under yeah. the sun, like, oh, well, I've looked into this. I'm yeah. the expert. I've researched. Right? Like, I know more than you. Yeah. And so, like, you're wrong. And so then so many wa- so many times the correction uh, we've come to a place where it's like, oh, if I comment on their post, I'm going to correct them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, w- <laughs> you know, what would it look like for you to grab a cup of coffee with them and actually look them in the eye and like talk, actually have an adult conversation? But that, you know, usually ends up in the toxic wasteland of Twitter or whatever, and it's like you get sucked down the black hole of comments. And it's Chris like Chris loves Twitter, and it's like that's not correcting out of love at all like you just put someone on blast oh and by the way like you might not even be right like that's the thing we always have to consider is like the ways people annoy us in the ways in which we think they're wrong like maybe what they're doing is wrong or annoying but it's also um us Mm -hmm. like it's the ways in which we're wrong Mm -hmm. and the ways in which we're annoying Mm -hmm. that's like coming into contact Mm -hmm. with that so it's a good mirror. It's a good reflective exercise to be thinking about what are my blind spots? Because yeah. maybe what the thing that I'm like, oh, I have to bear with them. Like maybe that says more about your heart than theirs. Yeah. Well, Mike, which he's is awkward. Yeah. So Mike Sherman, <laughs> I think he, he had a, he started a staff meeting several months ago with the question, yeah. hey, what's it feel like to be, to be wrong? Yes. And, and there was a lot of like, oh, well, it's shameful. It's good. He's like, no, it, it feels a lot like being right. Yeah. Right? Because we don't, we don't consciously walk around going, right. oh, yeah, I'm wrong about this. I'm wrong about that. Yep, definitely wrong about that. Like, we, our assumption is that we are right. Our assumption is that yeah. we know better. And I think if we're not aware of that, then, yeah, how can we 
treat others with yeah. humility and gentleness right. and patience. Yeah. And I think that's, we can say the right things. We can have truth, but we can choose not to say them with humility, gentleness, and patience. And we lose the battle. You know, we could be right and get frustrated, uh, but sometimes we can, it's saying the right things in the right way. And sometimes it's a listening and responding. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a one another. It's not like, well, I'm going to be patient with you. You don't have to be patient. It's a, it's a one anothering. Are we willing to be in a community where we can speak? Speak to one another with patience, humility, and gentleness. And I don't even think we ever have to get to a place where we like everything. Like if someone chews their food extremely loudly. (laughs) Like I don't think we have to get to a place where it's like, yeah, I I like this quality about them. Um, And it can be even something deeper, how, you know, whatever they they view something. I don't think the call is to conform to say, ooh, I like every Mm -hmm. single thing about Mm -hmm. this. But to get to a place where saying like, hey, even though I don't, really like that. I can hear them four tables away. I love this person deeply. Right. You know, I, I think that's, there's a, a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I do think, um, bearing with one another does not mean that we don't want to, or even expect on some level to see growth, right. In, in others and in ourselves, right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's the, and we're going to bear with this together, and you might be right about this, I might be wrong about this, I might be wrong, or you might be wrong, I might be right, whatever, let's walk, let's walk together, right, in relationship. Yeah, um, I don't think it's license. Yeah. I think that's a good vocabulary word. Like, bearing with is not license, just to say, I'm going to turn a blind eye to yeah. everything you're doing. Um, I think that's as unloving as the harsh, yeah. harsh correction. Yeah. Verse 3, so, you know, it says, Bearing with one another in love. And then verse 3, Eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I I don't know. I've just been thinking about this word eager Mm -hmm. a lot uh, over the last week. Like, eager is, like, um, to be humble, to be gentle, to be patient, to bear. Like, those actions, for me, are not coupled with an eager spirit. Right, an eagerness um, to do, to do those things. So I guess how do we, how do we get to a place where we are eager to do that? Yeah, let me know when you figure that yeah. out, and then tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes we don't know the beauty of unity. I think part is praying for those glimpses of what is it when I really experience a oneness and a unity in Christ with a group of people where. We're growing in the same way. We have the same servant's heart. We want to see Jesus lift and glorify, where there's a sense of unity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes us eager. I think if we're not, we probably haven't experienced yeah. it. And, and that's rare. I think unity within the body is so unique and sadly rare and very fragile. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you experience it, it yeah. can go really quickly. But, you know, I think of those moments, I, a couple moments of some uh, Christian groups, Bible study, things are a part of some moments in my life and in my ministry where mm-hmm. I've had those experiences of great unit. It might be a retreat. It might be a small group. Um, it was a small group I was part of as I was a teenager. It was a leadership group I was leading and having a few of those moments where it's like, wow, mm. God's doing something unique. And, sp- and there's a sense we're all on mission. 
And I think when you experience it, you long for those more. So I, I think one of the first things is pray. Just yeah. pray that God gives you that. Pray you can be, you know, am I willing to be that? And that God would lead that, to do that in your own small group, in the mm-hmm. youth groups, and what's happening, that God would give us those moments, yeah. or in a serving team that we're part of, that we sense that unity. Well, and I hear, Terry, just in, in those words, too, uh, a sense of mission, right? Like, sure. I mean, that that's a, a, a unifying thing, right? It's easier to bear with, like, with someone's stuff if you're committed to the, the right. thing that you're doing together. Right. I think of uh, Watch the Last Dance, you know, the Chicago Bulls, 1990s, uh, their, their championship 98, yeah. and, like, there was stuff there, right? And, like, obviously it was not, this is not the, the perfect uh, metaphor illustration for, you know, what a group of people, you know, should be. But they, I mean, Dennis Rodman, he had some stuff. Right, And right. yet the... the the their um, effort right to come together to to seek this final championship like it really um yeah you're you're able to yeah and i think it's you know the living a life worthy of the manner of our calling you know that's part of the the mission not just individually yeah but in community you know that's what he starts out that's the you have a call yeah. and part of the call is living that out yeah. Um, these last few verses, so verse four, there is one body and one spirit, uh, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, father of all who is over all through all and in all, um, really just a powerful statement of, of the unity that exists, um, even with the relationship between the father, the son, the Holy spirit, the relationship that we are called into. And just this reminder that there's not like, it's one, there's not two there's not three there's not four like there's not um meant to be separation and like it's it's one body that we're and like there's no other alternative right Mm -hmm. there's no alternative um with i think gary you know teaching there's no choice this is it this is it I yeah. think we are in a unique moment where we fooled ourselves into thinking though there are alternatives Mm -hmm. because like we live in a moment and a time and a space where the pastor says something I don't like or someone in my small group offends me. Well, I'll just go three miles down the road. There's another yeah. church yeah. I can try on and then I'll be and there. And I don't know until, their junk. I don't know anything yeah, wrong. Yeah. So it looks yeah. good from the outside. And then I'll be there till someone offends me. And then there's another one. Five, like that's a very unique problem for us. Yeah. Like other parts of the world, like that doesn't exist. And also in the time of the church, like this is a very recent Mm -hmm. development. Like you don't find Mm -hmm. this in church history Mm -hmm. at all for the last like 2000 years. Mm -hmm. So um, I do think the consumerism a little bit has kind of fooled us into thinking, well, if I'm wronged in any way, I'm going to go find some people that won't wrong me in any way. And the irony is that doesn't exist. So, yeah, the command is not uh, be perfect so that you never hurt anyone. It's bear with one another because you are going to hurt each other. Yeah. And, and the you, right, like people are bearing with me. Yes. Yes. Right. It's not yeah. just, I mean, obviously the, the command here, the scope is, hey, bear with one another, right? I, yeah. I can't, you know, I can't control what somebody else does. But like, yeah, I like the assumption here is people are going to bear with me. Well, that's the warm, fuzzy blanket for our souls, right? Like, if we're in this together and I'm bearing with them, they're bearing with me, then I can disclose myself. I can be who I really am. I don't have to 
fear, like retribution right. around every corner. Like that's the that's the community mm-hmm. you want to be a part of. Otherwise, I don't know how you get past always wearing some level of a mask or a facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other just final thoughts? This passage, I, you this know, series? I think there's great things to run in the family. There are challenging things to run in the family. And I think, you know, that's that's a call. Do we see the church as just a real place for a, a place to be and belong, not just attend to? Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Good. Terry. Um, enjoying the series. Enjoying uh, just continue this conversation. Uh, you can find this deep dive and more on our website, calvary.church slash it runs in the family um, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, you can uh, find this as well. Uh, we will be back again next week looking at the idea of what it looks like to forgive, right? To forgive one another. So uh, thanks for being with us and we'll catch you again next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Deep Dive, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.